What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always with my two co-hosts, John Kegley and David Drogemeyer. We are three writers from San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers for four seasons now, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, and this is our second season with the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, what is up and welcome back. Thanks for listening. We have a little bit of a different show for you guys today because obviously the Chargers are on their bye week, but we do have some news to start with. It's going to be kind of a two-part news segment today because there was Anthony Lynn coming out and basically saying that Phillip Rivers is the Chargers quarterback and they, they're not evaluating anything else right now. And the second part is a report that came out from Bleacher Reports, Matt Miller, that said there's a rumor going around league sources saying that Phillip Rivers would love to play for the Tennessee Titans. So we're going to address that. And then for the last parts of the show, we're going to be getting into some mid-season awards. So it's basically a show preview of the Bolte Awards, which we'll get to after the season. But we put out some polls on Twitter, and we have the results of those here. So we're going to be getting into today doing the most impressive win, which we all know is the Packers game, and the polls reflect that. We're going to do the most chargery chargers loss, and then we'll also be getting into our biggest surprise and our biggest disappointment of the season. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. This is your Locked On Chargers lead story. I'm Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogemeyer. The news today is that head coach Anthony Lynn has come out in support of Phillip Rivers and said that he is the starting quarterback and he will not be benched for Tyrod Taylor, at least how things stand right now. Many fans were clamoring for Phillip Rivers to sit the bench after his struggles over the last few weeks with the seven interceptions, including the four on Monday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs. And there have been some rumors out there that there are People in the Chargers organization that think Tyrod Taylor should be the starter and that just how much Anthony Lynn likes Tyrod Taylor. We know he was his offensive coordinator in Buffalo and also his interim head coach for a couple of weeks. But we all know Anthony Lynn likes a mobile quarterback and there's a big reason why the Chargers went out and signed Tyrod Taylor to be the backup. But with Phillip Rivers being the current NFL Ironman, starting the most consecutive games in a row, and what we saw a few years ago with Ben McAdoo and Eli Manning with the Giants and just how much of a backlash there was when they decided to sit him and start Geno Smith for one game and break that streak. I'm not saying that nothing is going to happen after this season, David, but as far as this season goes, it's going to go how we thought it would. Um, Phillip Rivers is going to finish the season as the Chargers' starting quarterback. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, is there people out there that want to see Tyrod Taylor? I mean, yeah, of course. Whenever you have a quarterback that's struggling and struggling lately, you know, as you mentioned, throwing seven interceptions over the course of two games, you're going to hear the people out there with their their torches and their pitchforks trying to get Phillip Rivers out of there. But I think this might go above Anthony Lynn. I think this might be an ownership and a Tom Telesco call saying, hey, we're we're not going to sit Phillip Rivers for any reason. He is going to finish out the year as the starting quarterback. You know, nothing is going to change that no matter how bad he does I think the organization owes it to him I think Philip Rivers uh, is going to give it his all and hopefully have a, a better end than he did a beginning of the 2019-2020 season and it's perfectly conceivable that Philip Rivers will have a much better last five games than he will the last two games where obviously he's been pretty bad 
But I think it is the right call. I know the fans want to see Tyrod Taylor, and I'm not excusing Phillip Rivers' play by any means. I mean, the signs of decline are obviously there. We are not ignoring them. But it is the right call as an organization for somebody who's been with your team for as long as Phillip Rivers has and has been the starting quarterback ever since Drew Brees got hurt. It just makes no sense to bench him, snap that streak when you're already pretty much out of the playoffs. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to make a change at the moment. But when the offseason comes, I mean, all bets are off with how Phillip Rivers has played and the rumors that are swirling around there, particularly the latest one that Phillip Rivers would like to play for the Tennessee Titans. Matt Miller of Bleacher Report, who covers the NFL, has said there is a rumor circling league sources that has revealed that Phillip Rivers would, quote, Love to play for the Tennessee Titans. This is the only report I've been able to find on this subject. This The fit would make sense just because Phillip Rivers' hometown in Decatur, Alabama is only 117 miles away. It's by far the closest NFL team to where Phillip Rivers grew up. But it is a verified reporter that is coming out with these rumors. So there might be some smoke to this fire. It is still a long shot in my opinion. I think that Phillip Rivers still has a pretty high chance that he will retire after the season, especially if things are going this way. But as far as fits go, I mean, the Titans are moving on from former number two overall pick Marcus Mariota in the offseason. They are starting Ryan Tannehill right now, who has played well, but I don't think that the ownership and the front office there are convinced that he is the quarterback of the future with what we saw in Miami. So they are in the market for a quarterback, potentially, David. So with Phillip Rivers and the rumors we saw a few years ago before they picked Marcus Mariota and the number two pick might have been shipped to the Chargers, it makes a lot of sense and it's something that we've seen before, but we are going to definitely have to wait and see if more people are willing to corroborate this story because right now it's hard to believe that Phillip Rivers would openly say that he wants to play for another team. Yeah, and no, I'm sorry, I don't see it. I mean, Philip Rivers is the type of guy who has said on multiple occasions that he wants to spend his entire career with one organization. I think if the Chargers and Philip Rivers don't work out a deal in the offseason to, you know, one or two year extension, I think he's going to retire. I think it's Chargers or nobody for Philip Rivers. I just think that's the type of person he is. He's a loyal person. He's shown that throughout his career. I, I just don't see it. I mean, I can understand, you know, him being close to his hometown in, in Tennessee, but I just, I can't imagine him wearing another uniform. I don't think he can imagine it either. It would be pretty bizarre to see Philip Rivers donning a Tennessee Titans helmet, but it would make sense as far as if Philip Rivers left. And that's the big if right there. I don't know if it's an Antonio Gates situation where he's only going to play for the Chargers and we don't know what the interest Antonio Gates got from other teams, but it would make sense for Phillip Rivers to end his career as a Charger. But if the Chargers pull the deal off the table and Phillip Rivers thinks he can still play and the Chargers are saying, hey, you can play, but it's not going to be here, I could see him going out to another team. I don't think he's going to let the Chargers and what they decide his future is going to be dictate what he wants to do. I think there's still a good chance he retires. There could be a chance that he moves on, but I do not think it's going to be the Chargers that make that decision for him. I think Philip Rivers is going to do whatever Philip Rivers wants to do, and if he wants to continue playing and the Chargers don't want to give him a deal or want him to back up a young quarterback, which I think is pretty much impossible, I think he would at least 
look into other options. But I think that's as far as we can go with these type of rumors at this point. But we do have two more segments to get into, getting into our midseason awards. Next segment, we're going to get into the Chargers' most impressive win and the most chargery loss that they've had this season coming up right after this. But I've told you guys before, in a 4-7 and seven season, there's one way to make Sundays more exciting, and that's by having some action on the games. And nobody gives you better lines or prop bets than mybookie.ag. During Thanksgiving week, mybookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, Congratulations as well. My bookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do yourself a favor if you want to bet on sports that have a lot of questions, don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is If you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Right now, all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON, and mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat that. That's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only with the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys. Well, it's time to get into our midseason awards. The Chargers are on their bye this week, so today made the most sense to start these midseason awards, even though the Chargers are obviously 11 games through their season but what this really is is just a preview in the leaders in the bolty awards that will happen after the season the prestigious bolty awards i mean who doesn't want to take home a bolty like former winners philip rivers or austin eckler i mean so many great players derwin james has a bolty award i mean the list goes on and on so today we are giving out the bolty awards for the most impressive chargers win and the most chargery loss in the first segment we're getting into today. So we did put some Twitter polls out there, and we got your guys' answers, and we have the results. So the winner for the most impressive win is the Green Bay Packers game. So no surprise there, guys. That's why we're doing this one first, because it's the least surprising answer. And I didn't even really need to put all four of the Chargers wins on there to see what the people said. I mean, there was a couple votes for the Dolphins, I think just kind of joking with this situation. And I understand that. I almost put the Dolphins LOL as an answer for that poll. But I think, David, Packers are the obvious choice. They were the best team that the Chargers have played this season. I mean, they only had one loss when you beat them. And the way that the Chargers beat them was really, I mean, just handily the entire game. It should have been an even worse game than it was if the Chargers didn't have to settle for so many field goals in the first half. And overall, a really impressive game by the Chargers as a team and undoubtedly the best win of the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, it was the most complete win of the year. You had contributions from all three phases in that game. They kept the Green Bay Packers to just over 200 yards of offense throughout the entire game. That is dominating. And I mean, domination. It's just unbelievable. Kept them to only 11 points, beat them handily by two touchdowns 
just an, an unbelievable win, especially because nobody believed that the Chargers would be able to put this type of win together. We said before this game that it was going to take a absolutely Herculean effort, a perfect, flawless game, and by God, the Chargers went out there and proved everybody wrong, dominating the Green Bay Packers 26-11. to 11. One of the most impressive part is they had it going the entire game. They were up at halftime, but they didn't let that stop them from still pouring it on in the second half and keeping the tr- the Packers at arm's length. And it was also the first game of new offensive coordinator Shane Steichen where you got to see him come out and the Chargers actually run the football more times than they pass the football, which is something you never see for the Chargers, especially last week when Phillip Rivers is throwing the ball 50-plus times. It was the best win of the season. I do think that the Colts game is probably a little underrated on this poll just because of the way the Chargers came down on that final drive in overtime and put it away without ever letting Jacoby Brissett and the Colts get their hands on the ball and just really being so assertive in overtime of that game, but they also did blow a 15-point lead. So I guess that's probably why. But now it's time to get into the most chargery Chargers loss. So we had 75 votes on this one. There was four games we put on here, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Titans. And I thought the Chiefs would be pretty high in this one just because it is a very recent game and sometimes recency bias settles in. But in this one, I think the fans got it 100% correct because the most chargery Chargers lost this season has been the Tennessee Titans game. Coming in second place was the Raiders game where the Chargers needed just two points and had two minutes and all three timeouts to work with and couldn't get it done. And obviously the 0 for 7 on the final drive was awful. The Chiefs come in third place at 15% and the Steelers come in at 13%. The Steelers I only really threw on there because it wasn't as if the Chargers really chargered that game up, but they did lose a game to a third string quarterback. So that's pretty Chargers. John, do you agree with this, that the Titans is the most chargery Chargers loss of the season so far? Absolutely. That was a game you should have won. You were an inch away from winning the game, and you fumbled the ball. You couldn't even score from the one-yard line, let alone the one-inch yard line. You had so many opportunities to do it. The game I'm surprised isn't on there is the Lions game. I think that's a good conversation one, too. You missed two field goals, fumbling at the one, two touchdowns called back because of penalties, and you end up losing the game. When you give up a touchdown, too, on the the Lions' final drive when you're up late in the fourth quarter. And then Phillip Rivers throws a ball into double coverage, and we lose the game by only three. So I think that should be a game that should have been on. It should have, for sure. But the Titans game, without a doubt, you're – you played a good game, and then you give up a few, couple of scores, and now you're down 10. You come all the way back. You're within an inch of just coming back and winning that game, and you fumble the ball at the one-yard line. That's, if that doesn't say Chargers all over it, I don't know what does. Yeah, and it's just another loss to a backup quarterback, right? I mean, you lost to third-string Delvin Hodges. You lost to Ryan Tannehill after the Titans decided to bench Marcus Mariota. I mean, 
The Lions game definitely should have made the list, but either way, the fans got it right on this one. It has to be the Tennessee Titans game, especially, John, because what you didn't mention in that part of it is the Chargers basically did win the game twice. You know, you had two touchdowns called back, and the Chargers thought they were winning and then had it called back just to fumble inside of the one-yard line and even have that reviewed and have that whole process dragged out when you're just sitting there waiting, knowing that Melvin Gordon fumbled that ball. But, David, I mean, is is there any question that this is the most chargery loss of the season? No, there's no question in my mind at all. I mean, you get the ball on, on like John said, the one-inch yard line, and you don't get the ball in the end zone, I mean, you, you don't deserve to win. I mean, you set yourself up. You put yourself in an incredible position to win a game, a game that would have absolutely reshaped how your season looked up to this point, and you can't get it done. It's just... It's it's a, a microcosm of everything that we've seen this season with the Chargers. Their inability to get the ball in the end zone in the red zone, mistakes, falling behind, that game is what the Chargers season has been in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, it took all of the great aspects of all the heartbreaking Chargers losses over time and really rolled them into one. I think the Lions game did that too, where you just see the Chargers miss field goals and leave points off the board. You see them fumble in the one-yard line. I mean, they even had the game against Denver where Austin Eckler fumbles inside the one-yard line as well, and that game didn't even make the cut to get voted on. I mean, there's been a lot of very Chargers losses this year, but the Tennessee Titans game has to be the top because just what a brutal game. And, I mean, as far as the Chargers season goes, that game is going to look so bad at the end of it, especially when the Titans are ahead of you in the wild-card race and this the Chargers totally screwing themselves for the rest of the season and and doing it the only way that they know how, right? I mean, it has to be the final seconds of the game, trying to win it with the touchdown. And then not only just not scoring a touchdown, I mean, I'm, I'm not scoring a touchdown, but to turn it over and just have it end like that. I mean, just absolutely brutal. And you would think that Chargers fans would be used to it by now, but guess what? You're not, and we're not, and nobody is, and you never get used to it. That's the sick joke of it all. But you guys nailed it on that one. Titans run away with it. It wouldn't be a Chargers loss if it didn't feel like they were ripping your soul out of your body. But trust me, this one was exactly how that felt. Yeah, and I mean, even the fact that we're having this conversation and one game runs away with it is pretty surprising just considering every single Chargers loss this year has been a one-score game. So they've been in it and they've had a chance to win every single game this season and here we are at four and seven which is why an award like this comes up because the chargers deserve an award like this with the way that they've lost these games but we do have two more awards to give out today two pre-bolty awards getting into the most disappointing player so far this season i know there should have been a lot of write-ins maybe for that one and we're also going to get into the biggest surprise so far and more of a positive player so far this year coming up right after this All right, guys, well, it's time to get back to our midseason awards, giving out some awards to the Chargers during their bye week and giving some much-deserved credit to some guys maybe we don't get to focus on on every show in particular. But today we sent out all of the polls to you guys and had you guys vote on these awards. None of them were super, super close, but there's a few on here that were definitely between two guys So for this one, we're going to start with the Chargers' most disappointing player so far this season or the player with the most disappointing start. So 
The candidates for this one were Jerry Tillery, because he's a first-round pick, obviously. Thomas Davis, because he was your most prized free agent acquisition. Trent Scott, because we all saw the puff piece on Trent Scott before this season, and he was supposed to be the answer at one of the tackle positions. And, of course, Phillip Rivers, because when you're the quarterback of the Chargers and you've been as successful as Phillip Rivers has been over his entire career, you obviously go into the season with some lofty expectations. And by anyone's count, Phillip Rivers has not lived up to those expectations so far. So the winner for the biggest disappointment this year in the midseason awards is Jerry Tillery with 45%, almost half of the votes going to Jerry Tillery. One I was a little bit surprised by, John, was that Thomas Davis only had 6% of the vote, followed by Trent Scott in third place with 14 and Phillip Rivers with a whopping 35%. So, John, two questions for you. Are you surprised that Thomas Davis is so low on this list? And are you surprised that Jerry Tillery is the biggest disappointment, according to Chargers fans this season? I am surprised Thomas Davis is so low. He has not been what I thought he would be at all. I've not seen this really good pass coverage linebacker who is making great tackles and just stopping running backs in their tracks instead. But all those tackles. Oh, my God, yeah. All those tackles, which is because he allows people to catch the ball, in case people are wondering. But what about all those missed tackles? How many times he's arm-tackled somebody? He's a veteran. He knows you put your chest into a player to make the tackle, and instead he's putting his head down and putting an arm on them and missing a tackle. He has disappointed me a lot, but I'm not surprised about the Jerry Tillery pick. He was supposed to be the... The difference maker on that D line. He's supposed to be penetrating through the line and making the plays, and we haven't really seen much of him. He's had a couple of decent games. He's had his moments, but I have not seen first round talent out of him. He basically looks like Brandon Meebane. Damian Square's been playing better than he has. Yeah, and Damian Square's the guy we're going to talk about in the biggest surprise so far this year. And I feel bad for Jerry Tillery because it's not as if he's been put into the most ideal spot. But, I mean, when you have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram out there for most of the games this season, when you don't really have a lot as far as that defensive line to push you and really, you know, challenge you for a starting spot, because, I mean, let's not forget Jerry Tillery was basically benched. He was the starter at one point this season, and he's not right now. I mean, unless the Chargers have big injuries, I mean, to Brandon Meebane and Justin Jones, Jerry Tillery is not the starter. So right now he's coming in in pass rush situations basically only and he just hasn't really been great I mean his pass rush has been okay at times but it's been very inconsistent and that's something that he had in college was just being inconsistent but the flashes of greatness in college were too much to ignore so I think Jerry Tillery and defensive tackle in the NFL is not an easy position that you can really just come in and just flourish right off the bat and the stats are very hard with a guy like Jerry Tillery and what he does in the middle, but there's been so many games this season where you see Jerry Tillery on the snap count, but you don't see him in the stat count, David. And of course, when you're talking about a disappointment and a first round pick, you want to see some numbers justify the pick that you spent. Yeah, you do. And I mean, I was one of his biggest supporters going into the season. I liked what I saw. I mean, just one of his biggest issues is he just, because he's so tall, he's 6'6", sometimes he has a problem playing high and we've seen that pretty much 
all season long with Jerry. When he gets low and, you know, he uses his quickness, then he he does have some success. But his success this year has really been few and far between. It's only just been those small flashes in every couple of games. It's not even every game. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everybody. I mean, it's definitely been the most disappoint, disappointing player for me to watch just because I had some expectations for Jerry and he didn't fulfill them up to this point. Now, there's five more games. You know, he, he can change that. Also, you know, this is his first year. I mean, not every, you're not going to get a Derwin James type season out of every rookie. It's just, it's too far fetched to believe that. In all different positions, they progress at different speeds in the NFL. So, I mean, I'm going to give him a little bit more time. The jury's out still on Jerry Tillery, but right now, it's definitely not favorable. Of course, and it's too soon to tell what you really have in Jerry Tillery, but this is all very valuable experience for him. And I think if he has another full season, not coming off of a shoulder injury to kind of bulk up a little bit and kind of fill out that anchor as far as trying to stop teams when they're double teaming him and pushing him off of the line of scrimmage, I think we could see a totally different player next year. So I'm still optimistic that this isn't the best Jerry Tillery that we're going to see, but you cannot be happy with what the production has been so far for Jerry Tillery. And Phil Rivers coming in second place on this list with 35%. He's really, I mean, not too far behind Jerry Tillery, but Philip Rivers, I mean, this award has to come with expectations and the team has a lot of expectations for Philip Rivers. So I think that's why he shows up at 35%. But we do have one more mid-season award to get into, and that's the biggest surprise this season. And I was surprised to see the fans actually acknowledging an offensive lineman because the winner for the biggest surprise of the mid-season awards is actually Scott Questenberry. I know the sexy offensive line name that all of you thought you were going to hear. There were 78 votes. Questenberry got 58% of them. Drew Tranquil and Rayshon Jenkins were both tied with 18%. And Jalen Watkins was kind of snubbed on this when he only got 6%, which I think he should be a little higher than that just because what did any of us see out of Jalen Watkins or think we were going to get out of Jalen Watkins this year? But, David, even though I think that Charger fans got it right with Scott Questenberry, I think Rayshon Jenkins maybe should be a little bit higher because I don't think any of us knew what we were going to get out of him this season and as far as coverage goes and and not missing giant tackles he's been pretty good but I did leave out Damian Square David and that is the one that I regret leaving out because Damian Square has been a very pleasant surprise for the Chargers this season no question about it I've really enjoyed watching Damian Square's work on the defensive line he's a a veteran you know he's he's been in the league for uh, several years and I think right now this year he's playing his best football that he has uh, since he's been in a Chargers uniform, he's just been a force in the middle. He's really, you know, used his offensive line momentum against them. He's really, you know, been really quick, been really physical. He's just been a, re- a revelation. So it's been really fun to watch him play the defensive line position. And hopefully that parlays into a little bit more money. I think he's really gone out and put his best foot forward this year. And uh, he looks the best that he's ever been uh, in his NFL career. Well, credit the Chargers for bringing him back when almost no one thought that was a good idea. I think he was a pretty mediocre player before this, but the Chargers tried to have him wear so many hats along that defensive line, gain weight, lose weight, play this, play that, this technique, that technique, that I always kind of felt for him, but he has definitely thrived this year at defensive tackle, but I'm burying the lead because Scott Questenberry is the winner of this award, John, and I'm stoked about it because as far as the Chargers and their history, at least recent history and drafting centers, it looks a lot like Max Turk 
and Chris Watt. So the fact that Scott Questenberry, the third string center after, you know, Dan Feeney and Mike Pouncey, it's been crazy to see Scott Questenberry come in here and be able to fill the Chargers need at center and also be pretty good while he's doing it, especially in pass protection. He's been really good. I mean, he's allowed some pressures. But, I mean, Scott Questenberry, John, none of us expected anything out of this guy. And he's come in and been one of their better offensive linemen since the Mike Pouncey and Forrest Lamp injuries. I wish I could find the biggest, boldest font ever for the word surprise on this one. Because Scott Questenberry, when we drafted him, I was like what the heck is going on here we went You're after mad. this guy I remember there was all these alabama guys we could have went after <laughs> we went after a ucla guy really this is what we're going after what is going on here then he gets a few reps at, at guard i think in the preseason i'm just yeah. like oh my god he looks horrible what are we doing and this year he comes in at center i'm like oh great this is what we need more horrible offensive linemen on this line and he's been really good actually he I mean the fact that he's held his own at center this year and has actually been making great blocks and helped a lot with the running game, I am beyond surprised about him. And I'm, I think it begs the question, what do you do with him after the season? Do you test him out as your starting center and let Pouncey walk? I mean, what do you do now? It, it makes a lot of great discussion for training camp next year. We still got more games to play. Maybe he, someone figures him out and he's exposed and then all of a sudden we're back to, oh, yep, he sucks again. But He's been a huge surprise, and he's been the probably the best offensive lineman we've had so far. And it's got to be really cool for him, too, because he grew up as a Chargers fan. And so he grew up watching Phillip Rivers and Nick Hardwick, and now he gets to be Phillip Rivers' center in the NFL with the Chargers uniform on. So it's got to be a really awesome experience for him. Yeah, and of the, the Chargers offensive lineman that played last week and started last week, I mean, he's the second highest pro football focus graded lineman behind Michael Schofield and Michael Schofield has been much better than we thought Michael Schofield would be this year. I mean, we always wondered why, you know, Forrest Lamp would never have a crack at that right guard position. And and Michael Schofield, at least according to pro football focus has been their best offensive lineman. And behind that right now, it's Scott Questenberry who has played pretty well getting thrust in there. And I mean, he's still a very young player, so it's not, crazy to think that he could get better we all know at this point that Mike Pouncey is not the answer for the Chargers at least in the future at center so I think with Scott Questenberry and you also have Dan Feeney who can play some center and Forrest Lamp and those guys are all under contract next season it's going to be a, pr- a hell of a offseason battle to see who ends up with that starting spot I mean if it's what we know about the Chargers it'll probably be just whoever they're most comfortable with but I mean who knows? But I think Scott Questenberry and Damian Square are both deserving. And Damian Square, I think, is the only player that got a write-in vote on any of the polls. So Damian Square definitely deserved a shout-out. So I'm glad that we got to talk about him a little bit. And Scott Questenberry, as well as Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil has been a surprise as well. And he'll have his chance at an award when we get to the special teams player of the year so far on the next show. But a lot of good options. I think you guys absolutely nailed the picks, though. I don't think any of us would have gone differently than what you guys did so thank you guys again for voting on twitter at locked on lac and make sure you, if you guys don't already 
Go follow us there on Lockdown LAC because that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Until next time, guys, also make sure to check us out on Facebook at Lockdown Chargers. And you can also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you rate and review so we can get those as well. If you guys want to get onto the Locked On Chargers voicemail line, we're going to have another voicemail show soon. Just call into 323-524-7924. Every Chargers voicemail gets on the show. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow getting into the second half of our midseason awards. Talking about the offensive and defensive MVPs as well as the player most likely to explode in the final five games and also the special teams player of the year. But we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.